Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be, I don't know myself anymore. Well, I've got two emails I'm going to go through with you. The first one is from a guy. The second one is from a woman. And both of them are in difficult situations. The first one, the guy's having a lot of diff- – he's really struggled the past year. His girlfriend that he lives with has been telling him that she's not in love with him anymore. And on top of that, just last week apparently, she was nice enough to go out with some of her girlfriends. She got a little drunk, started making out with some dude and groping him. And she says, oh, it's never going to happen again. And this guy says, hey, I would marry her. But he's like really distraught already. He says he has suicidal thoughts sometimes, which obviously is not good. And then the second email is from a woman who's been in a, I would say, a mutually abusive, physically abusive relationship at times with a guy for about six years. And it just wasn't healthy. And you, and what you really see in both these situations is they're just not with people who are compatible, who share the same goals and values. And the reality is that everybody you're going to meet, even your friends, Every lover that you're potentially going to meet and date in the future or that you may be dating now is going to have flaws. Everybody's got flaws. I've got flaws. You've got flaws. We've all got flaws. The key is is how much are you willing to suffer for that other person? In other words, how bad do those flaws impact your relationship to the point where you either put up with it or you say, I'm out of here. And What you see in these situations is they're – they don't really get along. They don't share the same goals and values. And people, it's like everybody that's watching this either has stayed in a relationship longer than they should have or they know somebody that has stayed in a relationship longer than they should have. And when you love somebody and you care about them, your brain naturally is just going to kind of gloss over the flaws and gloss over the difficulty of communicating. It's like this: the first guy glossing over the fact that this woman – has made out with some other dude even though they live together and then she says oh it won't happen again but because he loves her and he cares about her he's still saying why i would marry this girl and as a person who's not and you know me being or you watching the video not attached to the situation you're not in it yourself so you're not blinded by these same emotions it's pretty obvious what really needs to happen these situations but what's helpful about going through these is because when we're all guilty of it. We're all just glossing over things, making excuses. Oh, maybe it'll get better. Maybe they'll change. Maybe I can change them. And that's the lie that we tell ourselves. The key is to see things as they really are. When you're in love and you have strong emotions, that's really fucking hard to do. You don't want to see it as things as worse than they are or better but see them as they are. And the more you care about somebody, the more infatuated you are with them, the harder it's going to be to do that. And it's only when you get burned enough, when you date enough of those people and you ignore those glaring red flags, that even when you start dating somebody new because you've been burned in the past, the idea is that those situations are meant to help us develop our sensory acuity so we can see the person as they are. Because if you just blindly are run by your emotions and you get into one relationship after another and you just ignore all the red flags, at some point, you're going to hit the fucking wall and the wall is going to be the reality of what that person is really like. If you find yourself married, you find yourself having kids and then you see all these really bad flaws and traits that you saw back when they were dating but you just hoped or assumed 
that they would get better, you'll be kicking yourself, especially like in a divorce situation. It's not – I mean I went through one divorce myself and it's not pleasant. I wouldn't want to – I wouldn't wish a divorce on my worst enemy because it's like as soon as you get attorneys involved, even if the two of you are going to part ways on good terms, as soon as attorneys get involved and start chirping in the other person's ear, it's in their interest to keep the conflict going. And the longer the conflict goes, the more they can bill you by the hour. That's just their business model. That's just what they do. They thrive on conflict. That's how they make their money. So I've got a quote that I wrote on this topic and I'm going to go through both their emails. And The quote says, strong emotions and feelings of love often blind us and prevent our seeing people and situations for what they really are. When you love someone, you care for him or her despite any glaring flaws. Nobody is perfect after all and everyone has flaws. Physical attraction does not automatically make someone a good match or a compatible lover. Since most people in society tend to settle for people who are less than their ideal, they often stick around longer than they should, I'm guilty of that as well, hoping that things will change or that they can change the other person. When you think about your best friends and how easy it is to get along with them in an effortless way, Common sense should make it obvious that unless a lover is easy to get along and communicate with, they simply are not a good match and you should move on and continue your search. Fear of the future, fear that you won't find anyone better, fear of being alone, etc. are lies and illusions made up by our monkey brains that must be ignored in order to break free and reach our full potential. The key – remember, when you start dating somebody, they can hide who they are for about the first 90 days. So you want to proceed with caution. People that don't, you're going to get burned and that's just the way it is. But you know, it's like pain is really a great way and it's life's way of helping us make changes that we need to make to realize that the way we're going about things is not the best way. Remember, people will do more to avoid pain than they'll do to gain pleasure. So let's go for the, through the first guy's email. He says, hello, Coach Corey. Please help me. I'm 35 and I've been with my girl for six years. She's 26. For the last year, things have been really hard and she has been saying she loves me but not in love with me, which is breaking me up. So you're choosing to feel bad about the fact that your girlfriend is saying that she's not in love with you. A big way to help yourself is to start reading my book to read it 10 to 15 times. Not because you want to get her back so much or make your relationship better but because you want to be better. Because the only thing you really have control over in life is what you do. You don't have any control over how your girlfriend shows up. You could you could read my book and become the best boyfriend she's ever had and if she's a fucking scoundrel, she'll still fuck you over. She'll still cheat on you and that's the way it is. The idea is that when you take care of what you have control over, which is yourself and how you show up, then everything else takes care of itself. Then last week, she went out with workmates and ended up kissing and groping another man. Well, that disqualifies her right there because only a woman is going to do something like that when she doesn't respect you, she doesn't care about you and loyalty doesn't mean shit. There are plenty of women in the world that even when they're unhappy in a relationship, 
when they meet a guy they really like and they want to sleep with him, they feel those feelings of attraction and connection, they won't do it because they know it's not the right thing to do. They will end their relationship and resolve their relationship situation before they ever get involved with dating someone else. They're rare but they're out there and if you're somebody who's looking to live with somebody, have an exclusive monogamous relationship or get married, you can't be making marriages or relationship decisions with somebody who would go out and do something like this. It's just – it's delusional to think that you're going to change them or they're going to be better. This, this particular woman is a fuck buddy and a friends with benefits. That's about it. People like this are, tend to be selfish. They don't give a shit about others. They tend to be a little bit narcissistic. There's been plenty of psychological studies that have been done on it and that's just the way they are. More than likely, she learned this from her parents. And so she's been emotionally conditioned to think that this is normal. And the thing with cheaters and, or people who lie, they presuppose that everybody is like that. And that's a big reason why they do it. And you're not going to change them. You're not going to come along and save them from themselves or their fucked up worldview. That's just the way they are. She said she doesn't want to be with him but enjoys his company. In other words, she's going to keep doing it. It just happened with drinks and it won't happen again. It won't happen again unless she gets really drunk again. It's like that is such a bullshit statement. If it happens once, it will happen a second time. Women like this, when they're really happy and their needs are being met, they stay faithful. But if things aren't going well, it doesn't matter. Loyalty goes out the fucking window. It doesn't matter if you're married. That's just the way people like this are. You ha That's the reality, the painful fucking reality that you have to accept. I feel totally devastated as I would marry her tomorrow but I understand she hasn't been happy for a while and the spark has gone. I would never even consider marrying a woman like this, dude. And I've learned that from personal experience. I've wrote about this in my book. I've dated women that behave this way. I've dated women that were still dating other guys when I met and they were lying to me about it and they were lying to the other guy. And when I later found out because I was goo gaga and totally infatuated at the point, I thought, I'm so much better than that other dude. I'm going to be fucking different. I'm going to change her. She would never do that to me. But after a couple of years of dating, Things go sideways for a little bit. Literally within a few days of us not getting along, she's hanging out having drinks with a friend, getting advice about our relationship instead of talking to me about our problems that we were having. And the number one most important thing to men in a relationship is loyalty. And you are with a woman who places no fucking value on loyalty. That's the cold, hard truth. It's not your fault that she's that way. She was like this before you met her. We live together in a small studio apartment. We have no room for space and don't have any family or friends near. I do everything for her and feel like she takes me for granted and shows me no love. Well, it sounds like you're a pleaser. It sounds like you're needy. And you're making all the effort to somebody who's continually disrespecting you. You're acting like a doormat. And remember, no one will ever do or say anything to you that you don't invite them to do. And the fact that you put up with this shit and you make excuses for her behavior, hoping it's going to change, and then it doesn't, there's no consequences for her. And besides, this is the nature of the creature that you're dealing with. I need to know how to attract her to me again as I am at rock bottom and I don't want to lose her. 
Well, dude, she's already got one foot out the door. But again, you're talking about marriage. This is not somebody who will ever be faithful. If you're going to be married, you want somebody who can be a true teammate. When your backs are up against the wall, you're in it together. And this woman has the attitude of everybody for themselves. All's fair in love and war. She's fucking ruthless. And that's the way she is. And thinking that she's going to be different or she's going to change, that's just being delusional and not accepting reality for what it is. I've been having thoughts of killing myself and that scares me shitless. And I know I am doing everything wrong to get things on track. Well, it'd probably be a pretty good idea for you to get yourself a therapist or a psychologist, somebody you can go talk to about those things. As men, when men fear the future, when we feel like we're not enough, we're not going to be able to accomplish our goals or our objectives, we feel worthless. Those thoughts creep into every guy's mind at some point in their lives when it seems like the future is hopeless. You think, well, I'll just end it all. Because if I, as a man, masculine energy, if I can't accomplish my goals, achieve my, overcome my challenges and break through the barriers, then I'm nothing. I'm not a man. I'm worthless. And as guys, these are think, thoughts that go through our heads at times when our backs are up against the wall and there's all kinds of difficult things going on in our lives. But don't take ownership and blame yourself because this girlfriend of yours is fucking ruthless and unloyal. It's just the way she is. Now you know the nature of the creature that you're dealing with. And if your goals and your values are you want to marry somebody who places a high value on loyalty, commitment, communication, she ain't it. It's just the way it is, dude. You need to read my book 10 to 15 times. ASAP will really help you. And like I said, if you're feeling that bad, go talk to a professional who's licensed in your country and your city to help you with those things. There are resources out there that can help you with that. I'm just a coach. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a counselor. My goal as a coach is to help you with your goals, your objectives, and negotiate for yourself on your behalf because all of life is a negotiation. You either – you don't get what you deserve in life. You only get what you negotiate. If you can find the time to help me as I don't know what to do, I would appreciate it more than you know. Well, if I were you and your goal is your outcome, you got to think about what do I want for my personal life? And obviously it sounds like you want to find a true teammate who's really on your team who will be with you through thick and thin. Loyalty is really important to you. She can't offer you. She's incapable of offering you what you want. And if you focus on your outcome, well, it's pretty simple. There's, it's just impossible for this woman to ever be anything close to what you're looking for. I personally, I'd cut her loose. Hey, it's been great. Thanks for the memories. Move out of your place or she moves out. You get a, a roommate, rent out the other room or figure it out. Or you get out of your lease and go rent a room from somebody else that's cheaper and focus on yourself, focus on your goals, focus on your mission in life, focus on the things that you want to create. Take care of you because that's the only thing you have control over is how you take care of you in your life. You got to become what you want to attract. Like attracts like. If you become a really high quality man because you create a high quality life for yourself filled with high quality people, you'll naturally in time attract a really great woman who's on the same vibe. But if you don't work on yourself, you're just going to continually attract one woman after another like this. And that's the cold, hard reality. You deserve better, dude. I mean, come on. Those the negative thoughts you're having, she ain't fucking worth it. It's just the way it is. 
So let's go through the second email. This is from a woman. She says, Dear Coach Corey, I have done something that I feel extremely ashamed about. I have spoken to my friends and most of them think I acted crazily. I tend to agree with them because I am struggling to get over what I have done. Well, you don't have a fucking time machine and no matter how bad things are in the past because most people are worried about the past or what they did in the past or they're worried about the future and nobody lives in the present moment. I highly encourage you to read Eckhart Tolle's book, The Power of Now. Great fucking book because the only moment that exists is right now. You can't do anything about what you did in the past. The only thing you can do is accept it because when we don't accept reality for what it is, we're going to suffer. That's right out of Buddhism. The idea is to live in the present moment, to be grateful for where you are right now because the only thing you have control over is what you do right now. You have no control over what you did in the past. Like so what? Accept it. Laugh at yourself. Don't take yourself so fucking goddamn seriously as Dr. Wayne Dyer used to say. It's just not worth it because everyone you love and everything you build in life, eventually it's going to fucking turn to dust. The only thing you can really do with your life is give it away. Find a way to be of service to other people doing something you really love and value and enjoy for a living. It's a long story and I feel the need to tell the whole story so that you can understand why I did what I did. I was in a relationship with someone who broke up with me a few times and ended up asking for me back every time. I always thought the breakup was my fault because he usually broke up with me when I was having a bad time, thus not the most pleasant person. Well, if if you were with a guy who really understood women and he knew how to support you to be the rock, to be the mountain in your relationship, he wouldn't dump you. The bottom line, he was a weak bitch. He didn't know how to deal with it. His way of dealing with it was just to leave the relationship because he couldn't handle it. He wasn't enough of a man for you. That's fucking reality. And it's just pointless to blame yourself for it. It's not your fault that he doesn't know how to be a man. I decided to become the best that I could be. That's what you should focus on. Good job. I learned to trust him and I just let things be while trying to show my love, support and appreciation. We were together in total almost six years and stayed together the last almost two years. The first year and a half living together was great but then he started to drift away. I thought that was because his job was so intense that I should just continue to support him and show my love. Sounds like you were doing the right thing. He was very unhappy with the job. Remember, if a man's not happy with his purpose and his mission in life, he's not going to feel like he has enough. If he's not in a peaceful, relaxed, balanced state, he's not capable of having a good, healthy relationship. You go through a difficult time, he doesn't know how to fucking deal with it, he leaves. He's not a man. He's not ready for you. He's not ready for a woman like you and he may never be and that's not your fault. So I asked him to get another job and he got a great job very soon after applying. I was so happy for him. You sound like a good woman. That's what a good woman does. You support your man and his purpose and mission in life. And for those of you watching this that may be dating a woman and she doesn't have anything positive to say about what you're doing in life, fucking get rid of her. You need somebody who's your biggest cheerleader in your corner. And if you're with a woman who's not or if you're a woman that's with a guy who's not, fucking kick him to the curb because it ain't going to get better. He became very rude and got angry very easily. No one will ever do or say anything to you that is not a direct reflection of how they feel about themselves in the moment. He was projecting his self-hatred, his self-loathing onto you in order – because you're happy. 
you were supporting him, you were being loving, and what did you get in return? You got rudeness and you got his anger. What's behind anger? Fear. Remember that. He became diminished by the situation because he just wasn't man enough. It's not your fault that he's that way. We started fighting almost every day. Well, men who understand women never argue with them. And so that wouldn't happen. So right there, that he's disqualified. You can't have a healthy relationship with a guy like that. And he threatened to break up with me sometimes during the heat of the moment. Again, he doesn't know how to handle it. His solution is just to leave. You can't have a healthy relationship with somebody like that. Who th- and there's been psychological studies that have backed that up. Relationships never work when the, one of the people in the relationship, their solution is to threaten to end it, to threaten to break up, to threaten to leave, or they actually leave. One day we fought about something really dumb. We were about to leave our place to visit friends and I said I didn't want to go anymore as I was feeling really upset at the time. He said I must come so I went with him and when I pushed the security gate towards him so that we could lock up before leaving, it went a bit far because I wasn't looking. He flung the gate back at me and it gave me a blue eye. In other words, so he dotted your eye. He gave you a black eye. That's it. Game over. Fucking check, please. You're out of there. Anytime, you're, if you're a woman, you're with a man and he puts his fucking hands on you the first time, it, that's it. You're fucking out of there. You don't fucking forgive men that put their hands on you because if they do it once, they'll do it again. And if you take them back, you're just inviting them to do it again when they lose their shit, when they become diminished, or when they can't handle something, they lash out with physical violence. He's toxic. He's disqualified. He's DQ. <laughs> Flush the fucking toilet. Let him send him to the fucking tidy bowl, man. He initially said that it was because he was extremely offended and said he is sorry. So he tried to blame you for it. Then he basically convinced me that it was a mistake and that he pushed it out of the way with his foot. But that story does not match up to what I remember. So you know he was lying. He didn't want to take ownership for it. A real man admits when they fuck up. This guy didn't admit it. Therefore, he ain't a real man in my book. Real men never touch women, ever, period, end of story. Things got worse. He started treating me worse and he was often thinking about breaking up. I told him if he wants to break up, then he should, but I am still willing to try and make it work. The only way a relationship would work is if both people place a high value on communication. He doesn't. He can't. He's incapable of it. He doesn't know how to open you up. His solution is just to punish you by leaving. Plenty of psychological studies that people that operate that way, eventually that relationship is going to end. It's inevitable. He started going out a lot, getting wasted and driving drunk. He didn't want me around, wouldn't let me come out with him, said I was unpleasant and said he needed space. I gave him his space and started doing my own things. Sounds like you, at least up until this point, you got a pretty level head about things. Then there was one week that we didn't fight and I thought things were finally going to be the way that they were before all this fighting started. He was out with his friend and I asked him to come back because it was already 2 a.m. He said, sorry, I'm only coming back at 4 a.m. I said, hell no, where are you? He didn't reply. So this guy's out driving around drunk, being totally irresponsible. Can you imagine? This is not the type of man that you want as the father of your children. He still hasn't grown up. He's a little boy. 
He didn't reply. This was the first time in a long time that I asked him to come home after a night out. He used to say that nothing good happens after 2 a.m. I thought since we had a good week with no fighting that I could join them. There was only one place left open at 2 a.m. where I stay, so I went there to find them, but the place was closed. I had a bad feeling, so I tried phoning him, but he wouldn't pick up, even though I could see that he knew I was calling because he was online on the instant messaging app. I became very angry, and I knew he was going to come home and lie to me about where he was. I got my pepper spray ready. Then thought that I shouldn't use it, but I waited for him at the door, and when he came in, I asked him where he was, and he said he was at the place that I looked for him. He made up more lies when I I said he was lying, and I ended up pepper spraying him. Yeah, this really sounds like a healthy relationship. What is the value that you're getting out of being with this guy? Because I don't see it. I have never been aggressive towards him before. One week after this, I was with my friend and a topic of her husband's bachelor party came up and she said they went to the strip club. She gave some details about my, what my ex did and I was so shocked. I knew that they were planning to go to the strip club but when I asked about my ex about it, he said that they didn't end up going because the bachelor was not interested. Well, sounds like the guy who was getting married was a pretty good dude. This information gave me a clue to where he was when he lied about where he was. Well, I mean, again, at this point, I, he, as soon as the dude, you said the guy put his hands on you, smacked you with the gate and gave you a black eye, he, he's fired. He's out of there. Up to this point, I was constantly blaming myself for what had happened. I wanted to know the truth so I can get on with my life. Well, trying to get the truth out of a liar, good luck with that. For me, I don't like my significant other going to strip cubs, but lying about it or anything related is a total deal breaker. Well, good for you. So for me, it was really important to have this information so that if he asked for me back in three to six months' time, I can easily say, no thanks. I knew by this time that he was a liar and it would be difficult to make him confess so I thought of a way to make him confess. When he came home, I still with a knife in my hand, come on, honey, I mean, seriously, and asked him when he started going to strip clubs, when were the times he went. He confessed to what I already knew and thought, which was enough for me to not want to be with him anymore because how can I trust him after all the lies? Well, you obviously can't. And now all the mean things he said and did is hovering over this whole thing making my decision, breaking up more clear. It sounds like you might need a little therapy and counseling yourself and you might want to consider that. The fighting was really only two months and the strip club bachelor's party was one month before we broke up. It felt like it was a year of fighting because I really don't like it. Things just got really bad so quickly, well, especially if he's getting drunk all the time and coming home drunk. You can't have a rational conversation with somebody who's intoxicated. And I still love him. I think that there are many more lies, well, I'm sure there probably are, but it's not worth it anymore. Now my guilt about what I did, the pepper spray and the knife is haunting me. Like I said, it'd probably be a good idea for you to go talk to a good therapist. But at the end of the day, you can't change what you did in the past. What's done is done. I cannot believe that I did that. Only thing you can do is accept it at this point and say, you know what? Because if you, if you date somebody who communicates like an adult, who's loyal, who's honest, 
and would never do things like this and who knows how to communicate like an adult and who understands women, things would never get to the point where they're so out of control that the two of you get physical with each other. I mean that's just a reality. So you've made a bad choice. You can't make good wine from bad grapes. That's fucking reality. At the time, I justified to myself. I knew I wouldn't hurt him with a knife. I'm also ashamed and scared to get into another relationship because it feels like I don't know myself anymore. Yeah, if you're with somebody in this kind of a situation, it's understandable why you feel this way. Because what's happening is you're not behaving naturally. You're not behaving like you would under normal circumstances, but you're with somebody in an abnormal, unhealthy situation. And when, remember, behind anger is always fear. And if you're with a guy, just like I said, it doesn't understand women, it's just it's never going to be healthy. Do good people do this kind of thing or am I just an abuser? Well, he was definitely an abuser because he, he smacked you with the gate. And it'd be understandable for the fact that you feel unsafe around this guy. I mean, if he's been physically violent with you once, I can understand why you'd have the pepper spray. You don't know how he's going to react when he's drunk. So you don't feel safe and comfortable with this guy. Is this something people can understand or will they just think I'm mad? I often feel like an alien when I'm around people these days. I definitely think going to see a therapist and a counselor to talk about these things would be healthy to help, to help you heal. Because the idea is you got to get to a place where you love yourself and you value yourself and you appreciate yourself. So next time when you start dating and that's why I highly encourage you to read my book so you can tell which guys get it and which guys don't. And that way you never get involved with another douchebag like this ever again. I often asked him why things turned so bad and he said it was because he felt so guilty about swinging the gate into my face. I tried to tell him that it's okay and that I forgive him but it didn't help. It's not okay that he smacked you in the face with a gate. If he did it once, he'll do it again. That's just reality. And the, Right now, you need to focus on you and you need to take care of yourself and your life and get yourself back to a place where you're really happy. And I highly encourage you to read my book 10 to 15 times backwards and forwards so you become much better at determining which guy is a good match for you and which guys you need to hit the eject button for. And this guy, you should have ejected his ass from your life a long fucking time to go what you're really guilty of is you stayed way too long in an unhealthy relationship and the anger and the frustration built up and the fact that he retaliated with you physically i mean you can see it's just just not a healthy situation so again if i were you you should be glad that you're out of this relationship and if he tries to get back with you in three to six months just say you know what I'm really appreciative of all the time we spent together, but I've moved on with my life. I wish you all the best, and I want to find somebody that's more aligned with me because this is not somebody that's easy to be with. You want somebody who, if you think about your very best friends, just like I talked about in the quote at the beginning of the video, they're easy to get along with. You complete each other's sentences. And so we have great friends that we get along with this, like that with, but it's like, when it comes to real romantic life because we're emotionally invested in somebody, we ignore the things when they're really fucking toxic and we hope that we can make it better. But this particular guy was incapable of being in a healthy relationship with you. He needs to work on himself and also you need to work on yourself as well. And like I said, you know, some therapy and counseling will be good for you. 
so you can get past those feelings of guilt. Just say the real problem is you made a shitty relationship choice. I mean both the people that sent me these emails say, that's a real issue. I mean, you made bad choices. Your goals and your values were not aligned. So it was they were the relationships were never going to work out. It was inevitable. And the way I look at things in life is what happened happened and it couldn't have happened any other way. And because of this situation, that's what ultimately led you to find my work. And now you can fill in your knowledge gap. You can work on yourself. And next time around, when you spot this kind of shitty, flaky behavior, you can get out of it way ahead of time because you'll know what to look for. That's definitely something to think about. So if you'd like to get my help personally, go to my website, click the products tab, the type your screen on any page of my website, and book whichever coaching option works best for you. And I will talk to you soon.